Hey, hey guys, great day. Good morning, Coach Mike Husson. Today is Tuesday, the 20, yep, that's right, the 22nd, and we're here again for the second installment of our process and going through the listing presentation and guys really creating a successful presentation for yourself. What we want to answer is why didn't they choose you to list a home if that ever happens? And I'm sharing with you about 10 or so steps that you can do to successfully get the properties listed. And guys, at the end of the day, you can understand why people say yes and why people say no if you carefully evaluate the steps that you've taken to get to an appointment. And all of those steps in between will identify what your success and what your failure might be along the road here. So what we want to do is avert all of the attention towards the failure and focus on the positive and look at what things that we can do to ensure at least a higher probability of getting a contract signed when you're face-to-face -face with customers. Now, yesterday we spoke about, number one, leveraging your brain first. In other words, before running out to meet a prospect, you have to aggressively qualify and understand their wants, their needs, their desires. Very, very important. Number two, Position yourself as the last in individual. Now, there, are, there has been times when some people are very successful going in first and waiting for others to come in last. However, it is the best practices to go in as the last person so you can be top of mind. And there's ways to work your way through that process when you are being uh, when you're when you're being interviewed uh, along with many other agents in a in a particular situation. If, as I said yesterday, go back and listen to the recording, but I'll iterate it here again, is when somebody says we are interviewing other people, that's great. Good decision, Mr. Seller. I'm glad that you're thoughtful about the next step that you're going to take to listing and getting your home sold. And it's a very, very smart decision. What I like to suggest is that after you've, I like to come in to be the last person. And what I like to suggest is before you make any final decisions, please Make sure that you give me the opportunity to share with you what I can do to get your home sold. I don't know what other people do. I know what I do. And since you're interviewing everybody, let's make sure that we get them all in. And so that way you can make the best decision for yourself. Does that sound fair? Yes. Great. Ideally, guys, you're going to get a commitment from them to let you come in and be that last person as long as you say it. Very similar to that, if not exactly like that. The next thing that I want to make sure that you do is number three is making sure that you're presenting to all decision makers. You don't want to go into presentations, guys, where there's only one decision maker because ultimately what they're going to say is, well, I have to talk to my wife, I've talked to my husband, have talked to my son, have talked to my daughter, have talked to my attorney. Whatever the case is, we want to make sure that all decision makers are present at the appointment. And guys, one of the most important things about this is even though you might present and they to one person they're excited and you did a great job and they're going to tell their 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 significant other about your presentation with enthusiasm and energy guys chances of them doing exactly what you did are radically reduced by probably about 95 percent nobody can ever do what you're going to do in the presentation one two you got to be able to get those questions answered by all parties and then three you want to get them to sign the contract together. You want to make that happen. Now, there are circumstances where people are out of town, a uh, significant other, maybe in another part of the country, another part of the world, or they're on a business trip, whatever the case is. 
But again, that's something that you need to understand and work your way through. And I give my clients recommendations on that process. And so if you ever have any questions about it, reach out to me with a question on that. Mike at Mike Husson, and I'll be sure, or Mike at MikeHusson.com, and I'll be sure to get back with you on it. So let's complete this today and go through the rest of the steps so we can get this wrapped up. Okay, set the stage, which you're now on number four, is setting the stage for your presentation. Guys, you have to remember that when you give your listening presentation, you're an actor. And as an actor, you must set the stage for your performance. Very important to put this in your mindset. If there's a radio or TV blaring or the dog is barking, uh, whatever the case is, politely ask your prospects if they would mind turning it off so you can so it doesn't become a distraction. Okay, lead them to the kitchen or the dining room table. Do not allow yourself to go into a living room or in, in the, or a family room of that sorts because it's a very, very comfortable situation and you're never going to get the effectiveness of your presentation by sitting in a living room on a couch or an easy chair, or whatever. You need to sit in a professional in, uh, you need to set yourself up as a professional and sit at the kitchen room or dining room table. And also you need space to, to spread your stuff out. You don't want to be sitting over a coffee table in the middle of a living room uh, as one thing there. And you don't want to be able to, uh, you want to be able to make sure that you're in control of your space. Speaking of which, you want to make sure that when you're sitting at the table, that your prospects um, are sitting next to you face to face you're face to face with both of them at the same time you don't want to have a prospect to the left and one to the right and your head is going back and forth talking to either one of them it just doesn't work as well that way um, some people I've seen train that way but definitely would not recommend it I've given thousands upon thousands of presentations and there had been times uncontrollably that I, I let that happen and it did not work because at the end of the day, you're talking to the husband and the wife is looking at him while your head is talking to him and she's going, shaking her head no. And then the vice, and the same thing happens on the other side. So again, guys, making sure that you're face to face, but get your space set up. Your environment is very, very critical. And guys, keep in mind, you must be in control of that. Point number five is determine the personality style of your prospects. You know, guys, at the end of the day, it's very important. And you can go back to uh, my recordings on personality styles that I did on these at realprofitbuilders.com and listen to the overview of the different personality styles. There's basically four of them. There's different companies out there that do the personality styles from DISC to Larry Wilson. Um, I work in the area very simple, the driver, the expressive, the amiable, and the uh, analytical styles. Four quadrants, very, very simple to work within. So keep that in mind when it's working with, with when you're face-to-face -face with customers that uh, you want to understand their personality styles. And try to take a minute to re to to clearly understand now here's the deal when you're speaking to people on the phone and if you understand personality styles you could fundamentally get a decent idea the style that they are and then when you get together with them you can take a look at their space how they dress their body language their their environment how they have their houses set up all of those types of factors that will help you to really understand their personality style if you're a pit bull in a china shop, 
and you walk in to present to an amiable and you stay your way, you're going to lose the deal. They might say, oh man, great presentation, Mike. You had a fantastic presentation and you got a lot of energy, guy. And uh, we're going to think about it because you didn't rapport with them. And being versatile in your presentations are very, very important. So you don't want to go in if you're a type A personality is myself, like myself, and you can't walk into those situations uh, doing just your style. You can't do that. You have to be versatile and understand and seek the understanding of other people's style and the way they are and sell them that way with body language, words, tonality, pace, pitch, all of those factors. Point number six, guys, always talk, always present the benefits and get them to clearly understand the value of why you're there. In other words, again, guys, you have a goal when you go in to meet people. And oftentimes, there's, you know, people sell features. Oh, we got a big company, we're on the internet, and, uh, you know, we, we, we have fancy brochures and we do open houses. All of those things are just simply features. Really, what are the benefits of working with you versus somebody else? And when you when it comes to discussing benefits and value that you bring to the table, along with price, this is a very important area because they work in concert together, all right? So there's some philosophies that say, let's talk about what we're going to do to sell your home, which is fine. I don't mind that at all. Um, I think if you do that... Uh, there's oftentimes where you don't really have to do that because you can simply understand their motivation. You can discuss their qualif- their, their needs, wants, and desires, reiterate that, talk about price, and then get them to sign a contract without ever having to discuss what you do. Because frankly, guys, they're buying you and they're buying the, 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 the process that you're going through. If that doesn't work or you're competing, oftentimes you have to talk about what you will do to market and sell their home in addition to discussing the value of their home and so on. So guys, make sure that you talk about benefits and they understand what they are. If you walk out of a home, I'm going to give you one last point on this. If you walk out of a home and you have never uh, presented to them what you will do to sell their home, but you only spoke about price there's a chance you're not going to get the deal. They might say, oh, great job. Again, people are going to be cordial to you guys, but don't go, don't just buy into that. Make sure that you cover all your bases, especially if you don't get that contract signed and move on. The next point, number seven, is don't bring too many comparables. I've seen listing packages and I'm not the packages, but the CMAs and they're 15, 20 pages long and they got pictures and they got this and they got that. And there's complications. There's a company out there called RPR. Great company. They have great presentations, but that stuff is too complicated, guys. You need two or three good sold properties, two or three good active properties. If you can, if you, if it's going to help you, you might need to bring in or you could bring in expired listings. Do not bring in uh, pending sales because that creates a question because you cannot fully answer that. And you're going to look at the seller and say, this is a pending sale. And you're going to say, what's a pending sale? Well, it's under contract. Oh, how much did it sell for? Well, technically, I can't tell you. And frankly, I don't know. So you're going to look like an idiot if you do that. And you don't want to look like that. I, I don't mean that to be crass here. But at the end of the day, people are going to perceive you as being dishonest or holding something back. And pending sales could could put you in that position. Now, if you 
only could use them as if you if you need to use them for whatever reason it's only going to be used as an active property so when you present the pending sale you just simply say mr seller this is an active property on the market right now however it is under contract and unfortunately we can't disclose that to you but we're going to look at this as a comparable property as an active property we can't discuss it in any way shape or form as a closed uh, or, or or the price it, as it relates to the selling price if you don't need to do it, guys, don't do it. As a matter of fact, I'm going to probably discourage you at all from using pending sales in the process. So make sure that you that you focus on few pro, a few comparables. Don't get too crazy. Don't get too long-winded about it and get to the bottom line. Point number eight is show them what you will do. Okay, again, going back to the other point, the benefits. Okay, you want to talk about your marketing plan of action. It should be in your package of information that you send out, and then you need to present it. I'm not going to do that here today, but I'm going to definitely show you and 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 and, and talk to you on this call and recordings on how to best deliver your marketing plan of action. It's not just a bunch of words and a bunch of steps on a piece of paper that you're going to do. Just make sure that you explain step-by-step step what you will do and how you present it is going to be very, very critical. I'm going to kind of leave that as a cliffhanger for you because I want you to come back to this. Number nine, use testimonials. You know, guys, third-party testimonials are very, very powerful when it comes to selling, okay? People often in our world today, they use social proof to get to become influenced, okay? It's not your just your word. It's what are other people saying about you. So I would encourage you, if you don't have any now, maybe you're new in this and you don't have any deals or anybody to give you testimonials, you can use character references and you can use your company's testimonials. And if they don't have any, you need to go to your brokers and say, what testimonials can you get from people that you guys have worked with and let them go and put some action into getting some testimonials. At the end of the day, testimonials intermittently dispersed throughout your presentations on paper and discussed are very, very powerful. And then lastly, guys, is give them statistical proof of your performance. Now, again, this goes back to the similar thought on point number nine, which is if you don't have any proof of your own personal performance, what is the performance of your office? your franchise, if you're in a big franchise, uh, whether it's uh, locally or or regionally within your area, okay? You might have a few offices that have different, uh, different locations, and then the KW, as an example, could have multiple offices, and cumulatively, all the KW offices have done all of this. You need to bring that to the table because this brings value in terms of our listing price to sales price, how often our properties are, how quickly they're selling. And again, whether it's you, if you have that data, put it together. If you don't, use your company to make that happen. And then guys, the last point here is remove the risk with your clients. All right. If at the end of your presentation, not willing to sign a contract, give them an unconditional guarantee. Okay an unconditional cancellation guarantee that if you uh, if you want to put something together, email me and I'll get you some samples of what a guarantee. There's a couple of ways to present this. But listen, guys, if you don't do your job, then guarantee that if you don't follow through or they don't you're not performing for whatever feeling that they have. Listen, they have an opportunity to get out of the deal. Okay, and you should have certain standards within it. I'm not just blanketly saying that at the end of the day, you should have some kind of a performance guarantee that you're going to do the job. 
One, it, it looks good, and two, it holds you accountable to getting the deal sold. So guys, that's it on this overview of the listing presentation. And make sure that you come back and listen to www.realprofitbuilders.com. Listen to this recording, yesterday's and today's, which is the 21st and the 22nd of January 2019, and put these list to, put this list together and work at making sure that you follow these steps. This is some of what you need to do, and there's other factors, but these basic 10 or 11 points that I shared with you are really, really important. So we're going to wrap it up today. Go make it a great day. We will talk to you tomorrow. And if you have any questions, again, reach out to me, Mike and Mike Husson. In the meantime, thanks so much for your time. We'll talk to you later.